0: We go together like Peas and Carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders.
1: Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Kayla.
0: And I'm Brian. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. Let's talk about milkshakes.
1: Oh, my word. Yes, let's.
0: (laughs) So yesterday evening, why are you, y'all, I wish you could have seen her. She stretches her arms out like a little girl. Like she's so excited. She's dancing in her chair. Yes. So last night we went to Chick-fil-A for dinner. Drive okay. Through.
1: So our friend Jerry has been telling me about the peppermint. Well, first of all, he told me about the peach milkshake, but I'm not really a fan of peach. And then he told me I needed to try the peppermint milkshake wow
0: you see i think peppermint is a waste of a flavor oh stop i like i don't what i don't like anything mint i don't like anything spearmint or peppermint
1: well this is good it just means i don't have to share
0: well so we leave uh chick-fil-a and i've got nuggets and you've got a chicken wrap and uh, i got a diet lemonade and you've got this peppermint milkshake and i'll never just i'll never forget this year you take the first little sip and you go baby what Oh, mercy, I said what? you go I'm trying to hate it. hate what this milkshake <laughs> you said I'm trying to hate it.
1: Well on a scale okay. of one
0: to ten, how good was it?
1: A 12. <laughs> yeah So we've been working really hard. We both have. We're trying to make better eating choices and yet I've seen this milkshake, advertised on tv and i've had friends tell me it's really good so i told myself i'll try it and i probably won't love it so i won't ever want to get it again i mean keep in mind you just shared i got a chicken wrap at chick-fil-a instead of nuggets or a sandwich so that was the healthy part of dinner but I drank the entire milkshake, and it was heaven. And, yes, there will be another one. So the 10 pounds I just lost. So are we going back to Chick-fil-A tonight? Maybe later in the week.
0: Oh, it was that good?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, The second thing that I want to kind of briefly mention here just a little bit is we had some AC and heater work done at the house. Now, Mm -hmm. this was done during the day, so you're at the office, Correct. So I have to go home, and on this particular day, the AC heater guy, because we have a spring checkup. It's our maintenance. A, yes, our maintenance. Yeah. So a spring checkup and a fall checkup. This was the fall checkup. So it's a young fella. <laughs> so in order to get to where our unit is uh, inside the house, you have to come down the stairs, walk through the downstairs den, and you go to the laundry room where all that stuff is. Well, but where you turn the unit on and everything is upstairs
1: upstairs
0: so he's been walking back and forth now y'all total transparency i know nothing about this stuff nothing absolutely nothing
1: and that's okay that's why we have maintenance that's why we have
0: maintenance people but here's the issue i try to overcompensate by acting all manly and asking questions and that kind of stuff So this young man who knows everything about this, and I know nothing, he starts to go up and he stops,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and he looks to the left, and he sees
1: (laughs) on the end of the sofa,
0: (laughs) on the end of the sofa, Pumbaa and Timon. What have you put there? (laughs) She has put a Pumbaa and Timon there.
1: They're my Lion King buddies.
0: And he stops and he looks at them, and he looks at me. I want to die but I can't find a rock big enough to crawl under. (laughs) So he starts talking to me. He's like, is that Pumbaa and Timon, yeah? I said, yeah, I said, my wife thinks they're pretty great. And he makes this comment, oh, just your wife? He says, I think they're pretty awesome too. Well, I don't want to get in this long, drawn out conversation, but now I'm a little bit offended. It's just like, oh, it's just your wife. You think that's cool? <laughs> you don't think they're cool? I'm like, so now I'm in this mixed up world of my head. Like, you are here to fix
1: the AC. Why are you talking to me about Pumbaa and Timon? It's all right. Pumbaa just stares you down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, it's
1: hope, all good. I hope
0: that's all Pumbaa does. <laughs> so. So we're actually, we're actually going to talk about this today. We are. Okay. And you're good with it, aren't you?
1: I know it's going to be good because it's going to be helpful to someone else too.
0: Um, so I want to talk about judgment and shame.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I don't want to use the word prejudice. Uh, I guess it could be prejudice, but, uh, and I want you to understand this is that we're not downplaying prejudice that happens to people of like color. That's not at all what we're going to do here
1: or race or Or race
0: or anything like that. But this is our story. This is what we've experienced Mm. through different prejudice. And you're like, but you're a middle-aged white couple. Exactly. Um, So I'm a man of size. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm a man of, significant size okay at age ten I was put on a diet mm. and uh, so I've lived with this and I guess this is this is the crux of this as a man of size as a man of girth let me put it like that I have been prejudiced against
1: yes. Many times.
0: Okay. I went into a job interview one time. And the person doing the interview literally says to me, here's a chair. Sit here. I think this chair will actually hold you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I wrecked that interview. It was a train wreck. Because...
1: Of course, that's what was running through your head the entire time. Yeah, and,
0: like, why did that person have to say that? Mm -hmm. And so...
1: We were, maybe a year we had been married, and we were at the hospital because you had sprained your ankle pretty severely. They said it was nearly a break, but it was a very severe sprain. And so the doctor recommended that we start with crutches, maybe... Take a couple of weeks where you didn't put any weight on that ankle, and hopefully it would kind of fuse everything and everything would be okay. So the doctor left. The doctor could not have been kinder. He was very compassionate, but I remember a nurse came in, and I get it. Um, I'm not picking on nurses. I know that there's a lot that they juggle on any given day during any given shift, But this was out of bounds. And this particular nurse, he came in and he was in a very bad mood. And he made a very sarcastic comment that he wasn't sure these crutches were going to support your weight. Yes. And he went off about how he didn't understand why you weren't being put in a wheelchair or a cast or something else. And he was just very demeaning to the point that I'm not sure I've ever shared this part with you. I had to leave you in the room to go get the car and pull around to the exit so that they could wheel you out and you could meet me outside. And I cried all the way to the car because it just, I'm one of those people, I don't cry a lot. um, But when I do, it's probably because I'm either really angry or something is just really heartfelt. I'm not, Or you
0: discovered some kind of new chocolate.
1: Well, there's that. But I was so angry that I just cried, and I wasn't over it the next day. Let's put it that way. So I actually, for the first and last time ever, I filed a formal complaint with that hospital, and there was recourse, and that's what it is. But it was the tone he was using. It was
0: a judgment. It
1: was the demeaning way that he was basically saying you're fat, and these crutches are not going to work because you're fat. Mm. And that just it lit something in me that made me see clearly mm. that he was being rude because you were a large person, not showing any compassion towards the pain that you were in and the situation that you were dealing with. And so there was another time that... We decided as a couple to go get a pedicure. And I will never forget this. The person at the salon actually looked at you and said, I don't think our chairs will support you. You will have to leave. And you were denied a pedicure. Right. And had the nerve to look at me and say, but we'll be happy to do your pedicure. And it was Jesus only that I didn't say everything I wanted to say to that person. And we just politely thanked them right. for their time and left.
0: Now, let me, let me say this. Uh, I'm not, let me just say this. I'm South of like 400. Okay. Well, I'm almost there because I've been working really hard these last, you know, yeah. eight to nine months. But The
1: number doesn't matter. The
0: number doesn't ma- matter, but I, here's what I need you to, here's what I need everybody to understand. These types of things have happened hundreds of times Mm. over and over and over again. And the goal of this podcast isn't to make you feel sorry for me. That isn't the goal of this. The goal of this is that shame and judgment can happen because you're different. Yes. And so here's what I want to say. What did those comments do? Mm. Well, let me say this. It really created a negative self-image about me. And who Brian is, because now I'll be very transparent here. I don't see me as the writer. I don't see me as the husband. I don't see me as the child of God. I see me as the overweight, stupid kid. Mm. That's how I see me. And so I have to continually work at every single morning, reminding myself who I am in Christ. Every single day, I remind myself, Kayla loves me, and she sees me as this. She sees me this way. And I have to remind myself that I'm talented in this area. I'm talented in that area. I'm talented in this area. So I don't just define myself by a waist size. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make any sense? Because that's what I'm tempted sure. to do. That's what I'm tempted to
1: do. Sure. And I remind you often that I'm sorry that your struggle is so visible because the truth is everybody struggles with something and it's, it's a bit naive to pretend that nobody has something in their life that's weighing them down or that they struggle or have struggled. Let me put it that way. Maybe you have overcome something that was a crutch for you. Yours is just so visible and that's what hurts you I think in some people's mind is that they judge you because they see your struggle where they may not judge me because they don't instantly see what I'm struggling with. But if they sit with me long enough and spend time with me, they know what my crutch is or what my flaws may be. I think society doesn't help with this though. I think of when you walk into a department store and you'll have racks and racks of clothes, and then there's one tiny little section for plus size people.
0: It's called big and, it's called big and tall, or
1: you know, or for women, it's the plus size, or the yeah, it's got some creative name or they'll have like five pieces in the store that will fit a larger person versus thousands of items of clothing for the quote average size now I know society is working on this I see where they're trying to do some things with inclusion but I also see the comments that are made When someone gains five pounds or they lose five pounds or it just... Why is it even a topic of conversation? I mean...
0: I think two reasons. One, because if we can put somebody else down, it makes us feel better about ourselves. mm. And second, it's sport. Tearing other people down has become a sport.
1: It really has.
0: And uh, so... I don't know what you've been through. Maybe you fight weight battles. Maybe uh, you have a speech defect. Uh, maybe you have scars. I, I don't see. I, I don't know what your insecurity is. I don't know what your flaw is. I don't know what your struggle is. I shouldn't say flaw. I should say struggle.
1: Well, some people. It's as simple as I have super curly hair and I wish it was straight. Or I it's, wish I had hair. Or it's I have brown eyes and I wish they were blue or I have a big nose and I wish it was smaller or there's a thousand ways that we body shame ourselves. We don't need someone else doing that too. And I know that a couple of things that I've observed that just set me off for you is when someone decides they get to speak into what you should be eating, when they scrutinize what you've chosen to eat Or there's this mindset that size equates to beauty Mm. and that someone is seen as a prettier person if they're the size of a model or, and I'm, again, I'm thankful that society finally seems to be embracing some of this, that Mm. not every model is a twig anymore but at the same time, the comments are still there, and they're still so raw and ugly.
0: I talked to a buddy of mine who's a pastor of a church, and church about seven eight hundred people, and he said that a man came up to him and just thanked him. He says, "I want to thank you for you for who you allow to preach on stage." And he says, "What do you mean?" He said, "Not everybody here is a size thirty two and wears mm. and wears skinny jeans." He said. I see people on stage who are shaped like me who also need Jesus. Mm. And I was blown away by that comment. I'm like, good on, because I got to be, I never see people like me on stage. I mean, if you look at all the famous preachers nowadays, they're all, they all look a certain way. They they don't look like me. And that's, and that's fine. And I've been, so here's what I'm going to say. I could go down. I could tell you a thousand stories as to comments been made, as to speaking engagements that 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 were not offered to me because I don't fit a certain style, uh, that kind of stuff. People, or
1: if you were closer to Christ, you would lose a hundred pounds. That's been said to or... me. You know,
0: and let me say this: you're going to go home for for the holidays, or you're going to have family over. People will say things like this. Well, COVID time hasn't been good to you. Mm. You have gained some weight, you know, and this is my temptation to say, I want to say back to him, well, I can lose weight, but you can never can get rid of that ugly, can you? You know, and that's not, <laughs> that's not helpful. I got a million of those too, because, uh, that's, that's, but that's not helpful. So, So how do you deal with this? First of all, realize this, people are ignorant. Understand that people are ignorant. And when they say stuff like that, they're trying to make themselves feel better and they're actually trying to disarm the situation and, but it's not helpful. No, I would just ignore it and roll on. Now, if they keep pressing that issue, I'd say, listen, we got to have a talk. Mm-hmm. You need to shut up or I'm going to bury you out in the backyard. You okay, know? no, I
1: wouldn't say that.
0: So I, but this me. just the same. I would say this. People have asked, how do you overcome these insecurities? How do you overcome this image? Of yourself. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think you ever do. Mm -hmm. I think it's a battle for the rest of your life.
1: Of course it is. Why do you think there are people that have eating disorders? And yeah, those don't go away just because you learn to navigate the triggers. But and here's the other thing I will say as a wife who has had a front row seat to this struggle for you for 28 plus years. I'm very proud of where you are now. And it's something that you are working very hard on. And again, it may not sound like much to some people, but as As a spouse to someone who struggles with something, celebrate their wins. Mm. Celebrate when they have triumph in a struggle like this. You recently went for an annual checkup. You've lost over 40 pounds. That's a big deal, and I'm proud of you for that. I think that helps you to want to keep going. But here's the other thing I would say to someone. In whatever your struggle is, you didn't capture the struggle overnight. You won't conquer it overnight either. It's going to be a process. And that's that's just life. That's the hard reality. So my encouragement to you and to many others is just keep trying. And don't let someone's stupid use of words mm. or criticism that's meant to make them feel better, perhaps more important, self-important, take away from what you're doing to better yourself. Because the thing is, there is no perfect size, there is no perfect image, but there is a perfect image in Christ, Amen. and that's who you are in him, and that's what you are in mm-hmm.
0: him. I'm accepted in him, I'm forgiven in him, I'm redeemed. So on this particular topic, this is where I'd like to land the plane. Uh See yourself as to who you are in Christ and remind yourself of that daily. Mm -hmm. I have a, on my iPhone, I have a notes folder and there uh, is a gospel according to Brian page in there that I read to myself every morning as to who I am in him. Second, remind yourself as to who you are to your spouse or to your significant other. Remind yourself because Mm -hmm. they love you. They don't define you by that thing. And three, surround yourself with friends who see you and accept you. Amen. That I think that's important. All right. Speaking of girth, <laughs> speaking of weight, <laughs> um, we had we were sponsoring an at-risk student whenever we lived in New Orleans years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to use his name, okay? But he went to a facility where we had we could ship snacks to. And, he was in
1: a boys' home. Yeah, we
0: could sh- we could send clothes and snacks and books and that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: at this particular time in our marriage, I was on the slim fast diet, and we went to a Walmart out in New Orleans East. i as long as I live, I'll never forget this. And under uh, one arm, I had a case of strawberry and chocolate slim fast, those drinks.
1: And I had asked you to go get some snacks for this particular student that we were sponsoring. And I knew what his favorites were. So I said, make sure that you get some oatmeal pies and some Star Crunches and little Debbie cakes and things like that. So here you come here through come Walmart with SlimFast <laughs> under one arm and a handful. And what did someone say to this you? This
0: walks past
1: <laughs> I've got all this.
0: He says, "Looks," he says, "Damn, dude, give it up." <laughs> <laughs> that's a true uh, story, and it, it never crossed my mind till he said, "The perception." That. Yeah, no, that's the same Walmart. We'll tell this story real quick. We used to have a pet rabbit. Oh, good. We God. had a pet rabbit. We I don't did. remember the rabbit's name, but we had Thumper. A thumper. Okay, and we'd have to buy cedar chips.
1: For its little cage. For its cage. cage.
0: We bought this 25-pound huge bag of cedar chips at Walmart.
1: And you never meet a stranger. People no, talk I, to anybody okay. anywhere. So, so we're
0: in line. In line to check out. And this woman turns around. Lord, honey, where did you find such a big bag of potpourri? <laughs> I... Had to turn around. I left Kayla to it. Why did you tell her pet section or something?
1: I told her I fourteen. I don't know. I made I something so f-
0: She thinks she <laughs> thought that these
1: cedar chips were potpourri. potpourri. and I could. And oh. I thought later, what if
0: she burned her? Like she went home trying to light them, like you do potpourri
1: Well, it was very cedarific. I
0: don't no, know. So the last story I'll share is uh, when I worked in New Orleans. We had a radio station in Atlanta and we worked with a certain church there and a certain pastor who was very prominent in the area, mm-hmm. Dr. Nelson Price. And um, We were taking him out to lunch one day to this little Italian place. Well, I was trying to be very respectful of him, open up doors for him and everything else. And my friend, it was me and Dr. Price and my friend Stan. Well, I tried to get in front of Dr. Price to open up the door. Open up the door, I tripped, and I fell into the wall. Well, you figure a wall like it was paneling. I figured, you know, you're falling into it. Well, well, you know, the 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 studs will stop me. There were no studs, just paneling, and the (laughs) wall comes down. And there's people (laughs) in the other business sitting there looking. Oh, I wanted to die. Just and I don't forget as we were leaving, Dr. Price in his magnificent voice, son. You sure leave an impression, don't you? Oh, I just (laughs) wanted to crawl under it. Uh, Listen, uh, thanks for listening. And you can subscribe to the Peas and Carrots podcast on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Or you can contact us at peasandcarrotspodcast.com or on Facebook. Just search for Peas and Carrots podcast.
0: And this podcast was brought to you by the Peppermint Milkshake from Chick-fil-A.
1: Go try one.
0: For more about the Peas and Carrots Podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com.